0: Welcome to the Refresh from Insider. I'm Rob Gunther.
1: And I'm Kerry Donahue. It's Friday, September 16th, and we're here with you, updating the news all day, every weekday.
0: Here's the latest.
1: Some people in line to see the Queen's coffin have fainted. That's how long the line is. Medics say they've treated over 400 people in the queue, and mourners are expected to be looking at up to 24 hours wait time over the weekend. On Monday morning, the coffin will be carried to Westminster Abbey for the funeral at 11 a.m. UK time. World leaders and celebrities will be among the 2,000 guests in attendance, and the service will end with two minutes of silence. Flights over London are being paused to make sure it stays quiet.
0: Fed Chair Jerome Powell is expected to increase interest rates again next week in an aggressive effort to curb inflation, but the World Bank is worried it might be too aggressive. Its new report warns the move could spark a recession, not just in the U.S., but across the world, as many other countries are following Powell's lead and doing a similar thing. The study says the pain might be avoided if central banks communicate what they're planning to do with interest rates as clearly and as early as possible.
1: U.S. Customs and Border Protection has been building a massive database from seized cell phones and laptops, and thousands of border agents have access to text messages, contacts, and even photos, all obtained without a warrant. In a letter to the Customs Commissioner this week, Oregon Senator Ron Wyden revealed details of the database. He's introduced a bill that would require a warrant, saying the seizures could infringe on the Fourth Amendment right against unreasonable searches.
0: A groundbreaking treatment for the autoimmune disease lupus showed overwhelming success in a recent study. Five people with severe lupus received transfusions of genetically modified cells called CAR-T cell therapy. Now, all five are in remission. It's still unclear how long this remission will last, but the study's authors believe the therapy works by prompting a quote, rebooting of the autoimmune system. And they hope that this research will lead to other treatments for diseases like multiple sclerosis.
1: Well, I'm sorry to say, Yeezy Gap is no more. Kanye West and the Gap are parting ways. Two years ago, the singer's clothing company Yeezy partnered with Gap. But now West has terminated that contract, saying the relationship was often rocky. He told CNBC.
0: Sometimes I would talk to the guys, the heads up, the leaders, and it would just be like I was on mute or something. And they totally, our our agenda, it wasn't aligned.
1: One sticking point in particular, Wes says Gap promised to open five easy branded stores by 2023, but no stores have been planned, let alone opened, and he says that was a breach of contract. Mexican This catchy tune is from Mexican Pizza, the musical featuring Doja Cat and Dolly Parton. It premiered on TikTok last night, but it started months ago when Doja Cat posted this ditty begging Taco Bell to bring back its Mexican pizza. I
2: got beans, I need meat, I need a shell with the sauce and
1: cheese. Fast forward to today Mexican Pizza is back. Taco Bell released a three part musical about the fight to make it so. I know you're hungry to hear more, so here you go. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest.
0: Coming up, we dive into the world of crypto influencers.
1: When Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard this week, they may have been misled, thinking they were going to Boston. Three migrants told NPR that a woman named Perla lured them to the plane, gave them food, and promised expedited work papers. When they landed, they had no idea where they were.
0: Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban is dismissing a ruling from the EU today that says his country can no longer be considered a full democracy. He says he's bored of the EU not liking him or the way he runs his country. The EU has concerns about a whole variety of issues like their elections, their track records with LGBTQ rights and religious freedoms. Orban also used the opportunity to repeat his opposition with the bloc's sanctions against Russia.
1: The term tech giants is being taken perhaps a little too seriously by some. A surgeon in Las Vegas who can help people grow up to six inches taller has revealed to GQ that many of his patients work as software engineers. The procedure sounds pretty painful. Leg bones are broken and nails put in that are slowly extended over several months using a remote control. It's not cheap. Prices start at seventy grand and go up to 150000 if you want the full six inches taller.
0: It's been seven weeks since Mississippi ordered a boil water notice for residents of Jackson, and the state now says the water is finally safe to drink again. Governor Tate Reeves says that the water system is still a mess, though, and future interruptions are possible. The EPA is investigating the crisis, and what the agency's inspector general says is a top-to-bottom review. It's an effort similar to the 2014 investigation of Flint, Michigan, whose water crisis led to nine indictments.
1: The Tampa Bay Rays made major league history yesterday when they fielded pro baseball's first-ever all-Latino lineup. It happened to be the first day of National Hispanic Heritage Month, and the roster represented players from Cuba, Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, and the DR. It also coincided with the league's Roberto Clemente Day. All of the players wore the number 21 in honor of the Puerto Rican Hall of Famer who died on a humanitarian mission to Nicaragua in 1972.
0: There's a new generation of influencers on the rise, crypto hype men. Yeah, I know, I know. But people are still making a fortune on places like YouTube, promoting cryptocurrencies. How? How are they doing this? Wild predictions, endless hype. And even when their advice is terribly wrong, they're still making bank off their loyal followers. Insider's Rob Price is here to explain how these guys got so popular and why their success may be ethically murky. So Rob, this is I'm going to start out with a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who is still buying Bitcoin and cryptocurrency after the recent collapse?
2: Certainly, there's been a decline in recent months, but in the last year or two, there's been a huge wave of consumer interest people hearing about crypto for the first time, often as a result of glitzy advertising campaigns by the big companies. And it's these wave of naive new consumers that these influencers have really been able to build an audience off the back of.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you're describing this new audience. There's a lot of uh, activity in YouTube and these self-made YouTube influencers. How are they making money here?
2: Although they talk a lot about trades, coins to make you rich, it's typically not through the actual cryptocurrencies themselves, they're making bank. It's more about things like advertisements on YouTube that they're selling on-site their videos, they're selling merch to their viewers. One of the more problematic ways they're making money is using referral links to cryptocurrency exchanges. So Rob,
0: despite the swings in the market, these gigs are lucrative regardless of how everything's playing
2: out. Exactly, yeah. They don't have as much of a stake in the actual value of the currencies. As long as they're convincing people to engage, that's all that really matters. Your
0: piece has so many of these colorful characters with, you know, unique usernames, wildly different backgrounds. Does any one of those people stand out in particular?
2: Carl Runfelt was a really interesting guy. This young, 20-something Swedish guy, he previously worked as a grocery store clerk. He's now got 600,000 followers on YouTube. He claims to be a billionaire. but that's true is questionable. But he's built this huge audience by making these incredibly wild predictions about cryptocurrency, even though his accuracy is kind of spotty at best
0: self-made billionaire just fake it till you make it just keep saying it's true (laughs) (laughs) you know okay so it's one thing to get a following on tiktok or youtube that doesn't sound that i mean i can't do it but it doesn't sound that difficult for these sorts of like hype men what i really am interested though is that your article makes it clear it's not just social media these people are getting booked on legit business tv show fox business cnbc insider who's
2: booking these people over the last year or two, there's been this huge wave of interest in cryptocurrency from ordinary consumers, ordinary people. And as a result, news organizations have been scrambling to find experts who can speak or talk authoritatively about this stuff. And these influencers, one thing they're extremely good at is self-promotion. So they're very great at putting themselves out there, getting themselves in front of the right people, and making themselves available. Can you lay
0: out some of the ethical concerns that you're seeing?
2: Sure. So... Let's talk about the referral links. So I think referral links are a particularly ethically murky area there where you know the influencer has this incentive to encourage their followers to sign up and spend money, even if you know the market's actually tanking, Bitcoin's crashing from the experts we spoke to. they said, you know this was a huge ethical red flag.
0: Mm-hmm. as it stands right now, what do you think could be done to bring this into line?
2: First, you could push for much stronger disclosures around advertising and these kind of like referral deals. The second is stronger credentialing for some of this stuff that if you know if you're gonna give people financial advice on the internet, you need some degree of financial training to do so. As things currently stand, I just don't see much changing. There's not any kind of obvious regulator that would hold these guys accountable, and part of it is They're in this weird gray area. You know, they're not quite a financial analyst. They're not quite a journalist. They're not quite a stock picker. And so a lot of the old rules don't really apply to them. But in the short term, at least, I don't see that really impacting these guys' success and popularity.
0: Rob, thank you so much for chatting. Thanks for having me. Rob Price is a correspondent at Insider.
1: Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It really helps other people discover the show. I'm Carrie
0: Donahue. And I'm Rob Gunther. We produce our show along with Grace Eliza Goodwin, Frank Olito, and our usual hosts, Rebecca Ibarra, who will be back on Monday, and Dave Smith, who's spending time with his new baby.
1: Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider, and we had help this week from Dan Gooding and Mikhail Stein. Thanks for listening.
0: Have a wonderful weekend.